Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation audio podcast. We go live every Monday night, talk all things kayak bass fishing across multiple platforms. But we don't get to talk directly to you folks, the audio podcast listeners. Uh, wherever you're listening to us from, whatever platform you use, we want to say we appreciate you guys downloading the show, listening to it while you're driving, working out, or whatever the case may be. If you have the time, take a second and leave us a review. Give us a follow, a subscribe, whatever your platform allows. And once again, thank you for spending a little time with us on the KBN Live replay. What is up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. What's going on, Ryan? How are you tonight? Just recovering from another one, trying to rest up a little bit, you know? I feel you, man. So you just got back from Hartwell. We've got the Hartwell winner, Lowell Brandon, on here tonight. We got another special guest first. We've got Lance Irwin, the internet sensation from the hailstorm. He took the a lone survivor out there. He got car- carpet bombed up in Missouri. So we're going to talk uh, to him first before rough. we get rolling here. But yeah, that was that was amazing. How was your weekend, dude? You went over there and fought. It the wasn't bad. Ass. I mean, I I don't I don't like blue bag herring lakes. I don't like just targeting spotted bass. So uh, I kind of knew it was going to be rough going in. I, I had to work quite a bit last week by my standards so i didn't get to didn't get to pre-fish i got out there for one day of practice and of course it piss poured rain and you know pretty typical deal i tried to find some large mouth they weren't they weren't there so i knew i knew one area that i could go and get a limit of spots so that was pretty much uh my hopes for the entire tournament was <laughs> just get to 10 fish main goal well there you go and you did that I did deals. Yeah. It looked like the kickers were the key because tons of people had limits, but uh, you had to have those bigger. You had to have a mixed bag. I mean, there's big spotted bass in Hartwell. Don't get me wrong, but if you have a 20 inch plus kicker largemouth, that's that's where you know that's where the money's at right there. I yeah. felt like if you didn't have that, you didn't really have too much of a shot at, at getting in that top 10 range. Yeah, well, it was good stuff. Uh, it was fun to watch. Consistency was the key, as we saw. Oh, Jamie yeah. Coza of Dugout, our title sponsor. Oh, birthday uh, boy got out there. That was his boy. birthday. He's out there flexing on first. You know, he's in first for most of the day. Him and Tom kind of went back and forth. Yeah, and then Andy, Andy Milton coming in, coming in hot with the fourth Andy place. Andy wrecked one him on day one. He he, you could tell. Andy had a little, he had a little swag in his step Friday night at dinner, and uh, you could tell he was on something. And then he had, I think he threw up ninety three inches on the first day, like two hours into the tournament i was like damn he wasn't playing yep big big worm was on him too he had a bunch of good photos on the website of, of andy out there so yeah he, he caught a bunch of fish i told him after day one i was like man just just don't pull a lambert on chick keep, <laughs> keep keep grinding pull the rug out and move if you need to you got your own pronoun now or adverb whatever you call it don't pull that a lambert the one i want that don't pull a lambert that's crazy i think that uh, applies in a couple different scenarios not just not just day two fishing right <laughs> um yeah so of course lowell brandon figured it out stay consistent he fourth place both days fourth day one fourth day two winner overall with 92 and 91 and a half we're gonna talk to him in a minute um another huge event on the opposite coast man did you check out what happened with that native event out there in cali i, I just i saw i just saw the blast off video that's as far as i got in the in the review there yeah, that's that's wild. Anthony Garcia won the overall. Um, mm-hmm. He's done some damage coming over this way. You know when he when he does choose to come out this way, but he won the overall. But that was a wild scene. I, I've been in a big shotgun start before at Ride the Bull, but it's always mm-hmm. in the daylight. Seeing everybody take off in the dark like that looked like a bunch of spaceships. 
flying that's out a mess i mean it's it's cool if they got you know got to do that and got that footage i'm sure steve fields was jealous he'd love to have 185 people shotgun starting at every event yeah i tried to tag him in a and share aaron's live show, live video <laughs> I saw that. didn't quite work out at first she had it on private but i think it's fixed where you can see it now but it, it's Oops. pretty cool pretty cool stuff uh maybe next week we can track down anthony and get yeah him yeah yeah i think i think we need to pull in the the left coast guys get them maybe, in here maybe pull anthony and marvin in here and talk a little bit about because he's doing the fork tournament too i believe marvin is running that one so uh marvin forte right yeah he's running the fork tournament yeah okay yeah so yeah we'll get those native guys in here and talk to them uh tonight on the banner we have Lowell brandon as the guest but if you've read the description Lance Irwin, if anyone has seen the wild video of the hailstorm that happened Saturday at the Moyak event, um, Lance caught some video of it. It was wild. I think it's on Facebook. It's got hundreds and hundreds of shares and hundreds of thousands of views. It's on Facebook. It's on TikTok. Yeah, I put yeah. it on the on the Yak Addicts Instagram earlier. It's blowing up over there. Uh, this everywhere. kind of video that'll get you paid. This is why you always always want to film crazy stuff because it'll blow up. He'll have Man. CNN calling him, ESPN trying to get this footage in a minute. So we we got a few few questions for Lance while we wait on Lowell to, to slide in here. The champ. So I see Lowell patient wait, patiently waiting. He can probably hear us. So Lowell, hang in there. We're gonna hear this hail story. And then we're gonna bring Lance. I'll bring you in after Lance. So uh, with that said, let's highlight the sponsors real quick. Then we'll get Lance in here. Of course, we already talked about Dugout, Team Dugout doing damage up there. Uh, in case you didn't know, if you buy your kayak at the Dugout, you get spotted an extra 10 inches in any bass tournament that Steve-O's running. B-A-S-S, 10 inches, Ooh, buy it at really? the Dugout. Hey, are they running the contingency still this year? Is that still happening? That, that's They switched over to the 10-inch bonus. Okay. I was going to say, does Jamie pay himself? To <laughs> I don't know. That's honestly a good question. I, I haven't uh, heard or seen anything about that uh, thus far in the year. Okay. All right. Uh, good stuff. So we appreciate Dugout Bait and Tackle. Bait and Tackle and DugoutFishing.com. If you can't just drive down there, hit the website. Uh, yeah. Pro Guide Lithium, how'd they hold up for you this weekend? You running that Good, man, hard? dude. I, I'm going to tell you, I ran the guts out of <laughs> out of the old pro guide 50 amp hour on the on the newport i, I had her humming along pretty good for a few days yeah of course bangtail whiskey our newest sponsor i just saw it was uh the bangtail founder's birthday as well this weekend wasn't it it was brand yeah, it was brandon bing's birthday he's uh he's doing all kinds of stuff like i said that man stays in 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 hustle mode but he's he's got it here coming in atlanta uh tennessee you'll, you'll see it spreading that's that's our job is to help with that and of course, uh, Z-Man helps with giveaways. Seagar, uh, we did a Seagar giveaway last week. But tonight is Revo giveaway night. If you didn't catch that on the front end in the ticker. So all you got to do, like usual, like and share on Facebook. Like the video and comment on YouTube. And then you're eligible to win later when we do the, the random drawing. Uh, we pick a, a word of the night before we the end of the show there. So Revo giveaway night. Make sure you share this to your local group or your personal page or whatever. On Facebook to have a chance and then just throw some comments and likes over on YouTube and we'll be we'll be set. Uh, Stevie G's catching on. You pull a Lambert, you get a 10 inch bonus. Yeah. So holler at me in the parking lot. Hey, Jan Johnny said that <laughs> yeah. Johnny's like he's getting greedy, man. <laughs> Dugout needs to do a kayak giveaway on here so you can go ahead and yeah, get it. I him think one. I think you've won enough. All right, pal. <laughs> Is there a way to block him from the from the giveaways? We're going full socialist. We're going to take from Johnny and give to those less fortunate. Yeah, on the, that's on it. The, on the that's a Johnny's now a sponsor of KBN. We're going to start giving away from his private stash. Yeah. Uh, with that said, I'm going to play this clip, dude, of the of the hailstorm while I get Lance in here. Then we'll ask him a few questions about it. All right. Yes. Here we go. 
Wow. Lance. <laughs> looks like freaking cannonballs in the water. <laughs> oh, my word. How was How that, Lance? <laughs> Tell us about that afternoon. Yeah, it was uh it was crazy. Um you know, when I I first heard them, they started hitting behind me. I really thought it was some schooling fish. Um and then obviously I I quickly realized that it wasn't um you know, it um you know, you, you didn't really think about it a whole lot at the time, but when you look back on it, I mean, um, dumb, funny, um I mean a lot of things come to mind, but uh you know, it was a little scary too, so you know, just um one of those things that happened was learning experience and, you know, hopefully some other um, anglers can, can kind of learn from it. What did you learn? Carry a steel umbrella with you? <laughs> I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how we've all been there. I think if you've kayak fished, even recreationally enough, you've gotten caught out in a storm. Like there's, there's always a time when you can't get back quick enough. That's definitely one of those. And I, you know, I've had it where you've had to pull up under bridges or, or boat docks, or I've gotten out and climbed, you know, climbed up a steep bank and went and sat in a public restroom for, for about 45 minutes during a lightning storm. I mean, you just got to kind of get out of the way, but I, I don't know that there's a lot of predictability to that. Yeah. You know, our um, tournament director, Josh Booth, I mean, he, he warned us um, the night before about some weather, he, you know, he sent a message out the, the morning, um, you know that it certainly wasn't because of the communication it, it was a lance problem um and uh you know I, I ran about three miles up the river um i was probably a mile and a half on um uh, you know from coming back to the to the boat ramp and um, juice on the battery was low and uh, you know i just wasn't going very fast and it did it really did come on quick and uh, you know it's just um you know just one of those things um just well, you know, like I said, it's a learning experience and, um, you know, certainly something I'm going to be more, um, I'm going to be more aware of as, you know, as I fish at all times going forward. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay, man. I'm sure you probably got some whelps on you, but you're okay. That's the main thing. And like you said, looking back, you can kind of chuckle like, wow, that is wild, but that was dangerous. Those were some giant pieces of hail coming down. Yeah, they hurt. Um, you know, one thing I just want to jump in here and I know anybody that saw the, um, the video, heard the um, language at the end and um, you know the GD word is something that um, it's unacceptable for me to say I, I posted it I was wrong um, I just want to apologize for you know anybody that was offended um, it was embarrassing for me um, but yeah it um, I, I just want to say that but yeah I mean um, yeah you know it you know fatigue late in the day two o'clock in the afternoon uh, mentally and you know probably not thinking right plus not fishing well pressing uh, you know there's just a lot of things going on in your mind um, you know you're just not paying attention to, to the weather and just gets on top of you quickly i don't think you get any points taken off for getting hit with a giant ice ball from the sky you probably uh you, i think it's probably uh acceptable that you throw out a expletive there every every now and then i'm sure that was the last thought on your mind when you got hit with that it's what's about to come out of my mouth that is gosh that's crazy like what did it feel it. like getting hit with a baseball or something i mean like what kind of velocities on that thing yeah i mean I, you know i played baseball until i was uh you know 15 and um, I, I used to stand around on top of the plate so i you know i got hit a lot it it felt like a you know 90 mile an hour fastball hitting you in the, in the back and um, yeah you know it, it hurt a little bit but i think with the adrenaline and um, you could 
probably see when I start kicking my feet really, really fast. Like, oh, crap. This is um, real. These might actually yeah. hit me. <laughs> well, yeah. like I noticed when the video started, you had a couple hitting like right on the sides of the boat. And then then you could tell, seemed like uh, you kind of got targeted there uh, a couple times toward the end of the video. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, I, my wife told me about some comments, obviously, you know, what's he thinking about get on to the shore? Well, to the right of me is an eight foot bank of mud. Um, I certainly was smart enough not to try to go across where it was shallow. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just, I, it was just in a bad spot. If it had been five minutes earlier, I, I was under some cover, but uh, you know, any of the trees to the right there, they weren't hanging over and it was kind of coming from behind me. Armchair quarterback, man. Yeah, Nobody yeah. knows you, what it's I, like. You don't know what you're going to do. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. Call it the yeah. There were some great comments, though. My favorite one that I saw over on, I forget which platform it was, but it said, dang, fish called in an airstrike. It was pretty messed <laughs> up. <laughs> that's pretty messed up, but it was, but it was kind of cool. Uh, but we're glad you're okay, man. I saw Troy Anke put a uh, picture of his truck estimate. He had like 15 grand in damage on his truck. Did you get back to any kind of that at your truck? Was your truck dang? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I um, I have an estimate tomorrow at two o'clock. Um, I, I would guess it's going to be somewhere between, um, you know, 10 and 15. Wow. The windshield was busted out, some huge dents. Um, but you know, it really wasn't um, my concern at the time. I was sure, just kind of yeah. happy to get back to the, to the boat ramp. So. That's crazy. I saw a dude. That's what you should have checked the weather or something. And I replied back and I was like, how many times has a weatherman ever been right? Or been like, Hey, at 2 PM baseball size, hail is going to fall on you. Like, come on. Yeah. Guys. We like, we had a tournament here in Arkansas. We're just, just South of where Lance was. And we had forecast of possible hail. We didn't even get a drop of rain here. So it's kind of depends on where you're at. You know, they forecasted 35 mile an hour winds at Santee Cooper. We call off the first day of the tournament and it's like a light breeze <laughs> like all day. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was you, you can't you can't ever predict the weather. Nobody's yeah. in control of that. I got bad news. There's yeah. not there's not one guy on earth that can call that one. Right. So I'm glad you're all right. I mean, it's it's crazy that you got caught in that, but that is a video, you know, of a lifetime right there. That's oof, that's wow. epic. Yeah. Uh, we're going to let you slide out of here in a second, Lance. But any any words of wisdom or words of advice to your fellow anglers as they might face severe weather in the future? Yeah, I I, I think for me, as I look back on, just don't let the, you know, your competitiveness get the best of you. Um, you know, be smart. And, um, you know, I'm not for sure if i'm out doing it again i'll you know be that person but um i because the rain doesn't it doesn't bother me the weather doesn't bother me but um it you know it, it certainly you know all of us have loved ones at home and that's the most important thing and um you know it really could have ended badly so uh, you know just take the weather serious for sure yeah. man for sure well, be careful out there. And, you know, again, glad you're all right. But uh, thanks. Thanks for sharing that video with us. And I mean, the rest of the community, really, I, I think, like you said, I think it is a big educational opportunity to show people like, you know, one minute you're in a, a, a light rain and the next like you don't know where the line is on these cells moving through when it's going to turn bad. I mean, Joe McElroy is another great example. Yeah. Like you're out there pre-fishing, you're just trying to push it and get as much time on the water as you can. Next thing you know, you're in a, you know, hairy situation. All for some yeah, fish. Definitely. All for some, <laughs> all all for some fish. That's right, man. All right, Lance. Well, have a good evening, man. Thanks again for sharing your story with us, buddy. You bet. Thank you all for having me. Uh -huh. Take care, man. Man. 
That is wild. That is that's video of the year candidate right there. Golly. How intense that was. It almost I've been, looks. I've been caught out in high. some mess, but never. I mean, just the impact it was making on the water. You could tell that was humming along pretty good. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, all right. Let, let's see. We got the champ, Lowell, patiently waiting. Mr. Brandon, what's, how you doing? Hey, hey, what's up, fellas? Your story is not near as cool as his. <laughs> no, it ain't. It ain't even close. <laughs> that no. is wild. Had, had you seen that video yet, Low? Had you seen that before? I know you were busy no, fishing all weekend I, and winning. So I, I, I've watched it just now. It was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, they had a little, little more sporty weather than we did. We got a little bit wet on Sunday, <laughs> but nothing, nothing like that. Nah, nothing like that. What in the world are you sitting in? You in a zoo? Oh, uh, good night. I got a morning, I, son. I I had to come up here to get out of the noise, but uh, yeah, I'm in my little game room where I've I've shot quite a few things. <laughs> I see that. I see that. Yeah. Uh, Vinny put a lot of pressure on you at at award or not awards <laughs> at check in. Uh, I was actually pointing to the gentleman wearing a Bassmaster shirt that Steve-O was talking to against the wall, and mm -hmm. I was like, "Who's that over there in the gray shirt?" And he's like. Oh, that's Lowell. He's the Hartwell Hammer. He's probably going to win this thing. <laughs> and I was like, well, I meant to do the Bassmaster shirt, but thanks for clearing that up. Uh, and then when I was watching the awards, I was like, I'll oh, be dang. Look at Vinny <laughs> <laughs> was right again. Who knew? Yeah, uh, that's crazy. I don't know so if I'd be. Uh, I don't know if I'd be. You've got a lot of experience Hartwell. on Hartwell, though, yeah. right? Like, it, it's yeah. not like you're unfamiliar with Hartwell at all. So you had to feel that's pretty right. good going into it. Yeah, I've won a couple. Um, one of Vinny's big tournaments there and a few smaller ones. Um, I fish a handful of bass boat tournaments on it, and I like it. I like it good. How did you feel like it was setting up timing-wise? I know during the week a lot of people were finding bedding bass, and you know it was warmer and sunny, and people really having a great time pre-fishing. Did you get to practice yeah. a lot? Did you see a lot of that? Yeah. I practiced on Monday and Thursday, and I wanted no part of that bedded deal. I knew, <laughs> you know, if I came up on one on the bed and I could catch it, I would, but I knew those fish were going to leave those guys high and dry on Sunday. You weren't wrong. <laughs> and they always do. <laughs> they're only going to stay there just shortly, and they're going to pull off. It just, yeah. I don't know why, but they just do. What was your, I mean, what was your method going into it? What were you looking sure. for? Sure. I was looking for the herring and I was watching for the birds. I was um, watching that water temperature. Typically around 70 degrees, it seems like the herring all pull up. But they were coming up, it's like 65 degrees and they were already mm -hmm. starting to uh, pull in. And I was just watching that. I knew the fish would be there, so I wasn't focused on the fish so much. I was I was focused on where those herring were at. T tell us a little bit about that, Lowell, because I've never fished a herring lake, but I've heard many stories and podcasts about how that's its whole that's a whole other ecosystem and whole other way of trying to chase fish. Yeah. What explain a little bit of the science behind that with those herring and how the how the bass follow them around? I don't know a whole lot of science behind it, but they do when that water starts to warm up. I don't know why, but they pull up on them red clay banks and some rocks there's a few docks they'll do it on but for me i don't find them on the docks so much it's mostly on those red long banks and it's like all those big bass that you'll never catch all year 
once a year will come up out of the depth and slaughter these herring up on the banks. It's probably the <laughs> funnest fishing you can do in your life. Those suckers don't act like your typical just uh, threadfin shad or whatever in other lakes. Those herring have their own way of moving around, right? Yeah, if you ever go up to the ramp and shine your flashlight down in the rock, if they're schooling right there, you know, if they pulled up, you can see how fast they are. They never stop moving. Um, and the bass, I don't know, the bass just love them. And they move quite a bit though, right? Like those yeah. schools of herring will move a long way in a day and they take the fish with them. Like the bass just like, oh, right. oh, time to check out. I think it's probably something similar like in the ocean, you know, those big schools of sardines or whatever, you know, all those fish follow them shallow, deep, wherever they go. That's where the fish are. I think they that's don't. probably what's so challenging about those herring lakes is it's not so much like fishing a spot. It's more of fishing, you know, that day's conditions or whatever, depending right. on where it's got the bait pushed. That's right. The wind can uh, blow that bait up one side and the next day blow it back across the other side. Um, Following those big cranes around is all you got to do. Really? It's that simple. <laughs> yeah. I think I had a crane or two down my way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So tell us about, uh, you got a lot of experience there. You know, Ryan already asked you that, but tell us about practice and leading up to the tournament. What were you, what'd you find and what were you on? I was finding those herring pulling up a little bit. Like Monday, I was hardly seeing uh, none. By Thursday, they were pretty thick. By Saturday, they were there were more, and on Sunday, they were even more. There's more was coming up every night. Um, so I just I just focused on that. I like fishing uh, fast, um, point to point, just running as hard as I can. And when I get there, those fish will recirculate about every thirty minutes. So if you can catch them, and they'll quit biting. 20, 30 minutes later, they're going to come back and you just got to be patient. Um, you just got to be patient and wait on them and pick them up when they come back through. Are you, when you get up on these fish, are you seeing them busting on top schooling? Are yeah. you, is that it? Is that what you're yeah. looking for? You can catch them busting on top. That's the easiest way to catch them. But when they're not busting on top, they're cruising the bottoms, picking up dead bait. Mm -hmm. and I'll, dra I'll drag the bottom and catch them on the bottom. I saw a lot of guys, you know, in pictures and whatnot, shaky heads, Ned Riggs, that yeah. kind of, you know, jigs. A couple of guys are jig fishing, uh, you know, getting some getting some good bites out of it, it looked like. Yep. Some of those big largemouths will come through those points after their spotted bass have, have come through there. And that's You'll pick up those big largemouths by themselves. They're just cruising through there eating those uh, hurt shad, I think. And they're, you know, that's how I caught my bigger largemouths, just dragging the bottom when the, when the spotted bass were not schooling. That's what uh, Corey Racer, I see him in the comments. That's what he was telling us at dinner that a lot of guys will be like striper fishing and catch the bass off you know off where the striper killing the killing the bait you know there's mm -hmm. the bass are just cruising around not necessarily feeding on the bait ball but feeding on the the dead bait falling out that's of it. right yeah just the lazy stuff they're just uh i mean it got so thick in there sunday i was catching those herring on my uh square bill with the hooks 
that's, uh, that's how I know I was on the wrong part of the lake. Oh, uh, yeah. You weren't, you, weren't snagging, you weren't snagging bait, Ryan? Didn't I didn't see a bait. The only bait I saw was oh, my net rig. I drug that son <laughs> yeah. of a bitch all over the place. It got some miles on it. Right. I feel you. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. You just want 10 grand. You don't feel uh, bad about that. No, nah, not this weekend, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Where so, uh where were you at going into like the final let's say the final two hours on day two? Like where yeah. were you numbers wise? Because we could still see the leaderboard and it really, you know, Andy hadn't really caught much. You know, mm -hmm. he's the day one leader. He hadn't really caught much. I think he had four fish, like even going into the last hour. Where were you right. at and did you think you had, you know, the move to make there to pull it off? So about one o'clock I checked it and I was in third. Um, about 145, I called up to a 19 and a half. So when I put that on there, I went to first and then it shut off. And then I called another 16 to like a 17 and a half or something. So, so I called again that. after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I went actually, I took a run at one o'clock. Let's see, about 12 o'clock. I went an hour away and fish some spots and it just wasn't any good so i come all the way back and those fish had pulled back up on that point again you went an hour away in the kayak on the water mm -hmm. just took a little cruise huh yeah it took me about an hour to get over there and fish and then come back yeah man <laughs> awesome. Awesome. it was some wasted time <laughs> you're just letting them reset man you got to give them a break every now and then yeah well i had a brush pile wanted to hit i thought i could pick up a big bass on and uh i just couldn't so i said you know i'm gonna make one more run back up there i had lost a big bass there saturday and it broke off in the rocks um and i went back up there and i think i i need to call it or one similar but uh it was 19 and a quarter or 19 and a half Let's uh let's rewind a little bit. Let's go back through your day one. Yep. Day one, you're sitting in fourth place at the end of the day. How how did your day start for you? Was it fast and furious? Quick, quick, big limit? It was no, I had a um a small limit, probably about ten or eleven. Um and then I just slowly kept calling all day long. So the later in the day it got, the more I just kept the fish just got bigger. Your biggest fish of that day was one of those spots. Tell me about those spots out there. Ryan, you talk, we talked, you know, offline here about you lost some big spots, but these spots look different. They remind me of those Alabama spots that are real, real long, you know, big, long. Yeah, they're spots. built like a bowling pin. Yeah. So your biggest, <laughs> yeah. biggest bass of day one is a big old spot. Um, mm -hmm. But you had a mixed bag out there on that point, huh? Lord? I did. I did. I, like I was saying earlier, um, you catch the spotted bass schooling and then you pick up those large mouths um, when it's slow. I'm trying so you to get several several yeah, spots trying to go through all these pictures yeah he had, some, he had some good ones and then there's the largemouth so the largemouth they're mixed in together obviously are they just hanging out below the school yeah, waiting I on think, the scraps or are they busting up through I there i think they are yeah you know there's i have seen them busting on top uh not this tournament not this week but the largemouth will school and bust on top and those suckers look a lot paler like they were just were they just moving up out there i don't know you know i wasn't there obviously so i don't know what the water temp was i and think they like were that, but. i think they were postponed a lot of them were uh long and skinny and uh just poor nutrition looked like 
Most yeah. of the the better pictures I saw of, of the bigger fish were were spawned out. They said a lot of people were saying they were seeing them just cruising. You know, they're they're off the bench, right. just kind of cruising the banks there. And that water's so clear, Jeff, uh, on Hartwell. Like if if you're especially if you're down the lake any at all, it, it clears up pretty quick. If you're not in those muddy creeks, and you can you have pretty good visibility, especially if they're bedding, you can spot them from a pretty good ways away. Mm-hmm. Right. Joe Mack on YouTube. I like, said he's working hard, boys. He said, you just cruise around <laughs> looking for birds. I'll be damned. He said, how many did he catch all day? If I saw, if I saw that right on his day one, five plus six, that means you've called six times. That's at least 11, but how many overall do you think you caught? I caught, um, uh, probably like, 20 25 ish saturday and probably like 15 to 20 on sunday my hands are i told my wife last night i had to soak my hands and down peroxide my i had so many little holes from the fins ryan like to keep his hands nice and fresh yeah yeah i said <laughs> i said i'm gonna touch about 12 of these and that's all in two days <laughs> oh man that's yeah. crazy that's uh, a, that's a pretty good day of fishing out there it makes more sense than why you won right <laughs> so joe mack he's fishing for more info he i heard you kind of sneak in square bill there do you want to give up any of the juice on what you were uh targeting these fish with on day one yeah i don't uh care i, I throw a speed trap everywhere i go there you go <laughs> that's it i love that little bait that's all you that's all you need then Cranes, birds, yep. speed traps, and you ready to rock. <laughs> yep. That's right. I like that. Just cover water. Yeah. Now, Joe Max said, I missed it. Soft jerk bait. So he went completely the opposite of soft jerk bait. He was throwing the speed trap. I like it. <laughs> what? Uh, Josh Hawks. <laughs> I, I just. I'm looking for questions for Lowell and we're getting hit out of left field. Um, Sorry, congratulations, Josh. Josh. I'm glad you got your. 2022 kbf plaque in the mail tonight for the folks on facebook i'll throw it on the screen good job brother yeah yeah that post office is there's something else you never know how that's gonna oh my gosh yeah so going into day two i mean Mm -hmm. did you you were pretty confident i guess if you had caught 20 something fish on day one that you weren't going to have trouble with a limit on day two but how did you think the the conditions were going to affect what you did on that first day I really wasn't sure about that uh, rain. Um, the wind didn't pick up till later, so. But I, I wouldn't. I really wasn't concerned about a limit, but maybe a smaller limit possibly. And with Andy and those guys catching such big limits, um, and Bennett Nall, young guy, he had a big limit also. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in in the back of my mind, I I had a feeling they were going to really chase after those beds, and I didn't think it was going to pay off. So. I'd say by 12 o'clock, I thought I had a shot at winning it with a little bit of luck. But I didn't think I was going to win. I just thought I finished good. But it was probably more like 1 o'clock before I thought, you know, I might could win this thing. And Koza was running through him pretty good. I mean, he it got was. up there to that 180, 181 mark, you know, yeah. fairly early. Uh, you know, it was probably noon or so, I think, mm-hmm. uh, when I looked and saw that. And he, him and Tom – you know, his, his buddy just kept going back and forth there. And, uh, that was, I was nervous and I, you know, I don't like, I know how it feels. 
obviously, when you've done really well one day and there's all that pressure on you the next day. So I didn't want to like, you know, text Andy and be like, all right now, <laughs> all right now, because I know how bad it makes me. And I was like, I'm just going to just just going to say a little prayer for him. And hopefully, right. <laughs> hopefully he gets bit and he texts me when it was over and, and he's like, I got on him and I called up. I think he said he finished his limit and called like three times in the last 20 minutes. I was like, shoot, he may mm -hmm. have, he may have made some noise there. I didn't know how yeah. that was going to play out, but I did see, and Jeff, you can go back to his stringer. I did see kind of a spoiler uh, photo. I uh, go to his day two stringer there. <laughs> that was, that was posted. You, you had a, uh, you had a Lowell stringer. Uh, you had a pretty good uh, uh, anchor point there on uh, on day two yeah, didn't 20 you? and a, 20 and a half large mouth so you you were on a you know on a pretty pretty consistent bite there for yeah. day two yeah and it just got better really um it slowed down around 12 that's why i went on that run and um when I, and then it just the sun started to come out and when it did the fish started they started biting again and they actually got a little bigger I just put up uh, that comment from Chad, our guest from the Hobie event. Queen City's holding it down on their home field out there. How do you feel about that, Lowell? You guys protecting Queen, the home turf, huh? Queen City is a uh, it's a big deal. It, they're sort of the reason I got into the competitive side. I fished 10 or 12 years ago. We fished some small stuff, and I, I sort of got mixed up with Queen City and a few other clubs here locally. And, um. And I, but yeah, Queen City's got a lot of great angler anglers. And, and Ryan knows this as well because he, you know, he fishes the Tennessee group, which has got some of the best in the country, of as well. Mm -hmm. You think that helps being involved with a club like that? You know, when it comes to fishing national events, like you're already prepared to go up against high level competition and not get shook. I think it's you know, iron sharpens iron, man. You got to go out there and and compete against the best guys that you can and try to beat them definitely gets you better. And you usually learn something from those tournaments too, especially in more of the local type trails. People are a lot more apt to help teach new people and, and sure. share some advice and stuff that, that you may not see out there on these bigger trails where people, some people are trying to, you know, do this for a living. So I, I feel like that makes a big difference kind of on the, the atmosphere that you're in on the, on the two different, platforms there yeah i agree with that how many national events do you fish a year usually do you travel to a lot of these out-of-town events or just kind of hit what you can uh there in the area <clears throat> i back when hobie first started um i won one of the hobie's events and uh, then i went to the toc and finished sixth in arkansas um Arkansas. Then I came back yeah. and yeah, Wichita and uh, <laughs> Lowell, what'd you think I of Lake Washington? Well, I did well there. Um <laughs> so I liked it pretty good. <laughs> Whatever, but see Jeff. it's clear. It's clear That's water. Right. And uh I was gonna say it honestly reminded me a lot of that stuff that y'all have around there, right. like a, a Hartwell or a Norman or something where yeah. you know the fish behave a little differently and the water's real clear, which I don't care for either one of them. So. <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a different kind of fishing, no docks, just sort of rocky, different types of rocks, all, you know, all around the banks. And, uh, 
I actually started flipping a little small jig, and that's how I caught all my all my fish on during that Hobie TOC. Very good, very good. We've got some questions coming in for you, man. Uh, sure. One, this is I'm going to ask you a question about it. This is a statement. Charles Wolf on YouTube says Lowell's also a snake whisperer. <laughs> what is that about? Are you like some kind of snake no. handler? Oh, well, snake handler. As you can, as you can see, yeah, as you can see, I'm uh, quite the outdoorsman, so I'm always dicking around with some kind of snake or something. Wide dick open, wide whatever dick. you can get a hold of huh i like that's it that's right <laughs> you got the next one there jeff uh let's see here joe uh, max back at it again yeah he said how long has lowell been on the tourney scene you were kind of getting into that before i interrupted you about watch tall so oh know, that's continue. fine um i've been fishing uh competitively for 10 years and i've won uh some pretty decent events and obviously this this uh bass master event's the biggest title that, I, that i've ever won but i've been fishing i've been blue fishing. trophy yes sir <laughs> that's right you're Very setting good. up there with uh ike and De palma now you're you're a hashtag pro uh, right. for sure. sure yeah right <laughs> speaking of that De palma was in this one he slid he, he slid was? in there at 20th got it clipped mm -hmm. to top 20 so that's good for his aoi race but it's uh i mean now, i'm glad he didn't come walking in and mop the floor again i you know <laughs> i think he's a he's a good angler he's a great guy you know love talking to the guy i don't want to see him win again right. <laughs> i'd like to see the the traditional kayak anglers hold their own a little bit better than just letting a pro come in here and take advantage of us and they did that, That's they right. did that. oh yeah for sure and, and for i sure. i think and i like the fact that the AOY race should and could be shaping up to be tight like last year, you know, if Drew just didn't completely finish in last place, it was pretty wrapped up by the last event uh, for him. So this year so far, we got a little bit of parity going on. Some of the same guys obviously are staying in that top 10 or 15, but mm -hmm. in general, hopefully we have a tight race for, for Bass coming down the, the stretch here. Are you uh, going to fish anymore? Are you going to give AOI a shot? What are you thinking after winning this one? Um, I'm going to fish some of the Queen City deal and some of the South Carolina Bass Nation stuff. And, uh, I have to work a good bit. I'm running a small business here. Uh, so I'm just going to, I just have to play it by ear, you know, just see how the cards go. Are you going to, what's on your Hobie schedule? Are you going to try to hit any of the Hobie events coming up? You coming to Seminole? I know a bunch of Queen City guys came to Seminole uh, a couple of years ago. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I went on, I went to the last two there and yep. it was, I struggled there. Um, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still debating on, on that. You better debate fast. Is is the deadline? <laughs> when is the deadline? It's, is it this week? It's or this, this week. week? Yeah, this, week? It's yeah. this week. Yeah. Yeah. I right. thought this so. week. This week. Yeah. Uh, so we got another question on YouTube. If you got any questions on Facebook, let us know. YouTube's dominating the questions tonight. Uh, Chris Marks was Lowell using a graph or going old school? That's <laughs> funny. Actually, <laughs> I mean, I do, I do use a graph, but on this particular uh tournament i turned it off i didn't want that sonar pinging on those points and i didn't need okay. it okay follow-up with no graph yeah my follow-up was going to be did you use live scope if you did use a graph but you didn't use a graph at all so there you go Complete i turned it off yes sir mm -hmm. awesome. i like it i like that play i mean if you know where they're at and you know what they're doing there's no point in looking at them you know that, that's, right. that's not i don't think that's necessarily a benefit uh another youtube this is more of a comment but Joe Max says, it's got to be nerve-wracking to have that good of a day, not know where you stand that last hour. We talked a little bit about that, but 
how do, how are you feeling heading into that last hour? Ryan said, you know, he saw the leaderboard before it shut off. He knew you weren't right there at the top when it clipped off. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you feeling coming down the stretch? I felt pretty good, especially when I called that again after that after it turned off. Um, cause cause I had watched it a little bit through the day, and I could see people were not catching them like they were Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, um, I felt pretty good, but also knew I know how these things go, and anybody could have called a big kicker and shot up to the top. Especially with y'all being right there that close at the top, and and knowing mm-hmm. that this lake has you know, 22, 23, 25-inch largemouth swimming around <laughs> right. in it. You know, I mean, a 25-inch largemouth will change your day in a hurry. That's oh, <laughs> that's that's how you go from 12th to 1st in, uh, in one one catch there. Hey, and it was of, tight. It speaking was tight. of, that one was yep. caught on the final day. Yeah. And I, some, Vinny posted just like a cropped version of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I messaged Ryan. I said, who caught that? Yeah, who caught no that? Idea. Not a clue. Yeah, Jeremy, maybe that, yeah. Jeremy said, caught that. I think you messaged me back and said, I think that Lowell guy caught it, but you didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. I just assumed that right. since he was going to kick everybody's ass, he might as well have caught a 25 <laughs> to do it. I would love to have uh, done it. <laughs> I didn't know Hartwell had it like that. 25's up in there. I came uh, day one. I made a, made a move. I caught, caught a limit of spots, and I was like, all right, I'm going looking for largemouth. I go all the way back up this creek to some flooded willow buck brush stuff. It was like four and a half miles. I didn't get a bite, not a freaking bite. It was muddy and cold, and I was mad. I come back out, and there's my old buddy, Joe McElroy, sitting there just grinning like a possum. He's like, I needed you here about five minutes ago, son. I said, why is that, Mr. Joe? He said, I just caught a 23 right here. I needed my picture made. And I was like, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Great job, Joe. Job. <laughs> when you roll up on Joe, you never know if you're going to have to fix something, rescue him, or take a picture. Of it's always past. always something like that. And when we were going to load up at the ramp, Joe and I were at the same ramp. There's these big cigarette boats flying by, just throwing huge wakes mm-hmm. up on the ramp. And I waited till Joe got safely on shore before I got in my truck to leave. I said, I want to make sure a catastrophe was not about to happen before <laughs> I got in the truck to leave. You got to keep an eye on him. Bless him. Uh, here's a question from Facebook from Levi. What's Lowell's biggest Hartwell bass? Mm. Longest. You can, you, you just said you uh, bass boat fish too. So longest or heaviest or both. Yeah, I would say 23 inches. Um, it's probably the biggest one I've caught on that lake. Okay. That's pretty I've not caught no 25s. I, I mean, when I go to these tournaments all around the place, I expect to see 25s in like Texas or Florida. If I see a 25 pretty much anywhere else, I'm shocked. I definitely would not pick the spotted bass lake on the schedule to put out a 25 inch fish. (laughs) I would have lost all my money on that one. Is is that that herring just growing them big? That does herring grow those big bass? Yeah, I, probably. They eat them. They eat them. They eat good There's there. a big bluegill population in Hartwell, too, though, yeah. right? Mm, I think that's kind of kinda what Ewing wanted on last year was right. fishing, like, some bluegill beds and that kind of stuff last year, which oh, okay. it was a month yeah. later last year, yeah. which I think made a big difference in kind of the patterns that we saw. Chad just said that's Jeremy. He's second 25-incher on. That's on probably the same damn 25-incher, yeah. Chad. We're going to have to start <laughs> watching Jeremy a little closer. Yeah, remember this Yeah, little, he caught one last fish. fall. Oh, Lee. You need to find his barrel out there. Daggone, Jeremy. Yeah. Share yeah, the we've wealth. Been, 
We've been hearing you talk about covering water and stuff. We didn't even ask you this. So Randy asked you, what are you fishing out of? What kind of boat? I, I'm in the um, Pro Angler uh, 360, 14. You full manpower? You got uh, some juice on the back of it. Saturday, I fished uh, manpower because I wanted to fish Vinny's event. And uh, Sunday, I put the torpedo on. I forgot about that. And Vinny, I was wondering why he came up and asked that when we were doing board check. <laughs> He's like, Lambert, you run a motor this weekend? And it didn't even register to me in my head to not run a motor. I was like, sure. yeah, why, like, why, why would I want to suffer? And right, then I was like, that's, Dang right. it. that's what he was talking about was signing up for the QC event. Right. I learned. Yeah. I think they still had 80 guys in it, which, um, I was pretty surprised that many of them would do it, but they did. Where do you live? I mean, how far are you from Hartwell yourself? About 35 minutes. Well, that's fair then. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's pretty close. <laughs> I was wondering if you had yeah. to like drive across the state on purpose to go fish there. No, I'm just right here at it. It's in my town and I um, work out of it mostly. Uh, this is a very Bob Baylor comment from Bob Baylor. You guys <laughs> ever pickle those Hartwell herrings? <laughs> yeah. Not me, man. <laughs> Bob, you have the most unique outlook on life, my friend. We love you, Bob. <laughs> the Coon King strikes again. Coon He's Coon always King. coming through with something abstract. Pickled herring. They do it They do it right up here in Wisconsin. You never know what you yeah. find in this gas station. What were, uh, Jeff, can you pull the, the, the final results up and let's look at uh, what brands of boats we had there in the top 10? And how are our poll results coming? Are we I was getting to that at the that? end of the show. It's over. The championship is done. That's what I thought. And I thought we could prove an extra point here uh, if you look at the top 10 of, of this event. Randy Creason says if he was in an old town, he would have won by that's more. That's exactly so, that's that's the angle I'm working right here, Jeff. We're about to sort this out right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, I'm having battle some of the brands. Issues. We're about to sort it out. Connection issues over here. I don't know what's going on. We'll have to get <laughs> that Arkansas internet's acting up. Yeah, we'll have to get to that in a little bit. Let me get up there. <laughs> oh yeah, man. no, yeah. Well done. Well done in your hobby, though. You <laughs> Thank you, man. It's a fine, fine boat. Especially to be pedaling around all day on Saturday while you did that. No, oh, yeah, man. It was rough. Was good though. I had a good time. It spoils you using a motor, doesn't it? Like I yeah. have so much more of a good time <laughs> using my motor because I'm not yeah, really oh, tired. Yeah. I'm not pissed off as much. <laughs> Still, and on the bad. way on the way back to the truck, it's real nice to sit back oh, yeah. and relax. It was yeah. it was sporty. I was way down on the south end by the dam, and it got super sporty. Uh, oh, coming right. back there Sunday, it was rocking. <laughs> Ain't nothing to block that wind down there. No, Dylan was trying to keep up with me. He uh There's, he had right. his I think he's running the smaller torpedo and I had the Newport and I'm not gonna say I ran off and left him, but I gapped him pretty good there uh with the old Newport. So you heard have it either first. one of you this is just more of a general question, but have either one of you when you first got a motor on your kayak, did it impact your fishing at all? Because I know going from a paddle yak back in the day to pedals, it can speed you up unintentionally. Uh, did having didn't having that ability to move spots at any point, even when you first started using a motor, make you move quicker than you normally would have, and, and you had to kind of learn to throttle it back a little bit. You answer that, Lowell. I don't move anyway. Yeah. I sit on the same spot all damn day. <laughs> I, to be honest, I use mine to go to the spots. I pull it up because I don't like pedaling with it down. It makes it, it's hard to steer. Mm -hmm. So the whole time I'm fishing, I'm using my feet. Yeah, I don't I don't use my motor at all when I'm fishing. Um right. uh, you know, if I if I make a run, usually honestly, 
the way I like to fish and it doesn't always work out in my favor clearly, but I don't really like to move around that much during the day. Like if maybe if I have like two creeks or two coves or something nearby or a couple points or, or humps, that's mm-hmm. about as much as I'll move in a day. I'm not the, all right, I'm going to run across the lake here. I'm going to swing back by Dairy Queen and then, then I'll get back to the truck. <laughs> I, I just, I like to right. go spend as much of my time as I can trying to catch however many fish will be there. Three, five, whatever, whatever's sitting there. Sure. Yeah, I agree uh, with Bill, that. Billy Bowden says, there we go. How adamant are you about the pinging effect on those shallow fish? Are you always turning that graph off when that's the, the case? You know, this guy here, um, he's a Lawrence pro, uh, Paul Getty. He sets up a lot of people's electronics. And we were talking, and he and he sees it. He sees, he sh- showed me where you turn that live target onto a fish he feels it he swims off mm-hmm. i mean they, they feel it they know it they know it yeah <laughs> so yep if, if you don't absolutely have to have it yeah i won't i just don't use it i've been I'm, taking guests out on my on my smallmouth stuff and they get real nervous because i don't turn the fish finder on on my big boat and they're like well how do you know they're here well, hell, because they're here every April. <laughs> I know I know that there's <laughs> yeah. nowhere else for them to be. They have to be here. And they're like, well, but you, you don't need to see where they're at. And I was like, no, you drag that worm to one of them bites it. And then right. that's where it is. You don't have to sit there and keep going over the top of them, looking at them. That ain't helping nothing, I promise. Do y'all right. think that'll be the, the great equalizer at some point with LiveScope? Is those fish get conditioned to that pinging and start running from it rather than uh, being caught with it? I think it's already starting. I think especially these these more pressured lakes, like Chickamauga, for instance, uh, these fish that are getting hammered with live scope, I think you'll definitely start seeing that. OH Ivy, I bet you'll start seeing those fish completely change the way that they act from the amount of pressure that they're getting off of live scope anglers in the winter months. Yeah, Those biggins having them grandkids will be like, hey, <laughs> watch <Yeah>. out. <laughs> yep, they're going to put that in the DNA. Yeah, watch out. Yeah, that's right. A lot of uh, Joe Max said a lot of monsters are caught using it, but man, eventually, I don't know. I, I mean, there are, you know, uh, you saw what Milliken did. You know, a YouTuber just went down and and won the open. Um, obviously, there's no denying. You saw it at the classic. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no denying the impact that it's that's made on the sport. I think, especially during the spring months, you know, with fish moving up, spawning, and, and that kind of transitional period. I think that levels the playing field a lot more to guys that aren't out, you know, in 30 feet of water targeting single fish. But I think, I think if you're trying to be a competitive angler on the the bigger stage, whether it's in kayak fishing or on the bass boat side, it's a tool you have to learn to use. Uh, there will come a tournament when you're going to wish that you had that ability, like Ewing at Chickamauga, what he was doing out there with that live scope on suspended singular fish with an Alabama rig, you know, like <laughs> where else, where else are you going to figure that out? You're not going to go over with 2D <laughs> and be like, ah, I think there might've been a fish back there and, and cast out on it, you know, 10 feet and 30 feet of water. That's not going to happen. All right. Uh, Jim, ba- Jim B. I don't know who that is, but it's Jim Baird or just Jim B. Uh, do you pull your drive up when you run the motor? Most of the time, I do not. I usually just uh, pull that, clip it, and pull it back so it flattens out the fins. 
Yep. Just flutter them out. You usually you want to keep the drive in unless you have that disc. If you pull the drive out, water will come up through the drive oh, hole. Shit. So I highly recommend not pulling the drive out when you're right. running the motor. <laughs> yeah. Unless you want to get wet. Right, yeah, any other questions? Hard way. Yeah. Any other questions for Lowell? Slide them in here while we still have them. Um, what it mean to you, man? I mean, I, I know it's not the Bassmaster Elite series, but it's Bassmaster and it's Bassmaster sure. kayak series, which is quickly becoming, uh, oh, sure. you know, fighting to be the pinnacle of our sport. So what it mean to, to win that blue trophy, man, with that Bassmaster name on it? It means a great deal. Um, one of the guys I grew up with, Casey Ashley, and I watched him win the Bassmaster Classic. And, uh, you know, I know it ain't, it isn't compared to what he did, but it's a, uh, it's one of my biggest accomplishments in my life, really. I really, I really, um, it really <laughs> meant a lot to uh, get it. And it should be like this. This was an, a huge event, obviously, attendance wise. You know, nearly 170 anglers for this one. The biggest names in the sport are are in this competition. They've been there pre fishing. You know, many of them for five to seven days before the tournament. They've had a ton of time to figure out your home lake, and and you know maybe find some things that, that you may overlook from being, you know, a local and so comfortable with it. So I think pulling that sure. off is, is huge. I think it's harder to win on your home lake than it is anywhere else, to be honest <laughs> with you. Right. I mean, it is, yeah. like, it seems like something always is, is waiting to surprise you when, right. when you think well, you feel comfortable about something. When Hobie came here a few years ago, I felt like I had a good shot at it again. Um, I had a lot of boat pressure, a big charity event, put in there and, the, and i hate to say it but the caliber of fishermen were low and they were just you know they were all over me they had no respect oh, for me they, they really affected my first day um sunday there was a more an elite tournament and they would see me fishing and leave me alone you know a little higher quality of people so i come from 16th all the way back and finished fourth um but I really got hurt with those uh, that charity tournament that day. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like playing pickup basketball with people who don't know what they're doing. You get hurt. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man, it was horrible. Oh, yeah. A lot of moving screens happen out there. <laughs> yeah. Broken ankles. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's it's wild. I I knew the that bass had that logo and that street cred. You know, just from being Bassmaster. But I guess I didn't realize how big a deal it was to so many people because. Like every show we do, Ryan, that has Bassmaster in the title, uh, the audio podcast gets a bunch of downloads, the YouTube videos get a bunch of views. It means a lot. I mean, it means a lot to have that shield and win that trophy with that shield on it against a field like that, you know, 170 anglers, all, you know, super talented. So, you know, well done. Because it's more than just kayak fishing. Bass yeah. is, yeah. it's a brand, it's a lifestyle to a lot of people that grew up in the, you know, eighties and nineties with the bass stickers and the logos on their backpacks <laughs> and on their lunch boxes. Right. Like it is much bigger than this sport. That's really been, you know, that's been, let's say big for the last five years growing for the last nine or 10 years, you know, outside right. of what we see today where this was a decade ago was like, you know, 10 guys getting together, throwing in 20 bucks. And that was kayak fishing. Like that was yeah. kayak fishing. Now no, where we're at, it's growing so big. And I think <clears throat> we've said this, like bass has the potential to take it, you know, to the top to, to as far as they want to go with it. Uh, Calvin that. Johnson, Megatron retired. He's following us now. 
how how long do you think it'll be before Bassmaster Kayak will have similar following as the glitter boats? That's a that's a good question because we don't have like we are our fans. Like the anglers yeah. that aren't at the tournaments are the fans watching this. Do is there a chance to ever develop actual fans of kayak fishing to where it's got support like that? I think you see it growing now, uh, especially locally. People that know you, like people at home in our in our small town community stuff, they pay attention. Like they <clears throat> keep up with story updates and send encouraging messages and stuff. Like people that know the anglers want to watch it. They want to see them succeed. They want to ask you mm -hmm. how your tournament went, that kind of stuff. I think how you represent the sport i guess how we make it look do you make it look professional like a big deal like a fun time that's what's going to grow the thing right it's not necessarily about a fishing tournament because honestly i don't care even if it's live coverage few fishing tournaments are really <laughs> that exciting to watch unless it's that's just right. a slugfest so i think it's about the the anglers that are out in front kind of representing it yeah and and the uh uh, Trey Ashley said, okay, I made the Tulsa news last week. Hey, you made kayak bass news too. Okay, he did. So chill. Which one's bigger? I wonder. <laughs> uh, and we have an advantage that the bass boats never had, which is YouTube, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. The individual anglers are creating, like you got people like Christine, John Dalton from Creek Fish Adventures, Blanchard, other people with huge Instagram or YouTube followings or whatever they could bring in fans and as each more anglers get a bigger following on social media, you know, we do have that in our hip pocket for some folks, but uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever have well, it. like bass nation, Instagram and stuff, sharing the updates and, and, you know, the day one and day two recaps, that kind of stuff. That's what's going to bring in outside eyes and, and developing, developing storylines and stuff. Like people want to watch the whole thing. They don't, they don't want to just tune in for a tournament. Right. So I think I think that's going to be uh, a big motivator for what gets people in this thing, and we'll see, man. I mean this this whole game could look completely different uh, next year in two years. I think you're going to see a lot of growth, and I think we're witnessing right now. I mean, if you look at where Bass was at this time last year, pulling forty anglers, <laughs> and now they're pulling uh, what was it two hundred and something, two hundred thirty six or something on Gunnersville, and now one hundred and sixty eight for this one, like. That is a massive momentum swing. Just yeah, huge. I'm saying, and and you see the product. Then Lowell, you can speak to it. You were there for the awards and 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 oh. the entire deal. Like it's, I mean, it is professional, top to bottom. Oh, it's the real deal. Oh, it is. And speaking of that, uh, Steve Owens already sent me my money today. Hey, Whoa, what? Hey, how about that? Oh, yeah. How about that? <laughs> I mean. I wouldn't. I wasn't even thinking about that for probably a few weeks, but he's already sent it to me. That's what you want, right there. That's customer service, <laughs> baby. That's how you stay yeah. in business. That's Longevity. It. That's right. That's it. And let's see. Yeah, Possum Kingdom is even the signups aren't even up yet. I don't think so. He couldn't have taken the money from that, so he actually paid the money back. Yeah, <laughs> Florida Jerry got paid for Lake Murray today. He sent me a message. So shout out to Florida Jerry for getting his money from Lake on Murray that, in on February. That, uh, three month plan over there <laughs> so, hey, you know it's it takes a long long way to go when you send it by carrier pigeon so it takes a village oh, yeah wow. wind was blowing got hit by a hailstone on the way yeah identity theft hailstones <laughs> crazy uh yeah that's wild uh let's see trey lashley talking about 
Grand Lakes having events this weekend. Yeah, they yep. put video updates up. So yeah, good stuff. I may go to that. I'm not sure, Ryan. I may go to the Grand Lakes. Yeah, you should. They got the they got the crazy Grand Lake rules waived. Correct. Yeah. I like Grand Lake a lot. I just I never fish it because of those rules. So maybe I'll slide yep. over there. Get it. Very cool. Get it. We're gonna be at Seminole uh, week after next. I'm gonna tell you, we got volleyball tournament this weekend, and I think uh, I think young Dylan is bringing Papa Dave up, maybe Ooh. to bet some smallmouth on Sunday. So nice. may may try. To, Dylan's wanting to make him suffer and put him in a kayak, take him <laughs> take him out on the pet fish in the kayak <laughs> instead of the big boat. So nice, we nice. may have to break him in a little bit. Well, uh, Lowell, we don't want to keep you very long, much longer. We're going to do our giveaway here in a second, but anything you want to say before you slide out, anybody you want to shout out sponsor wise or anything like that, man, I'm like, uh, Ricky Bobby, I need, we got to fix that. <laughs> We're going to help you out. Lowell. <laughs> You sound, you sound too much like too much like Randy Howell to not be sponsored up. So we're gonna hook you. There up. you go. <laughs> do, you, do you have a flat top, Lowell? A, a flat top. Yeah. Your haircut. You got a flat top uh, haircut. I got some. I got some hair. I knew, I knew you had hair. I couldn't remember if you. He was talking about Randy Howell. I didn't know if y'all had matching oh, haircuts too. Oh shit! No, no, no. <laughs> he's got the he's got the tightest flat top on, on the planet. Oh yeah, he does. He levels that yeah. thing too. He checks it every morning when it, he gets up. Oh, it's laser cut. <laughs> yeah, <that's> uh, awesome. <laughs> Man, congratulations awesome. again. Thanks for taking the time to come on here with us. I'm sure we will see you again if if uh if my yeah. my intuition is correct. So good job and congrats oh, yeah. on the big blue trophy and qualifying for uh for the championship next year. Looking forward yeah. to seeing the announcement on where that's at. Yeah, it'll be exciting to, to see. Um I'll be looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, man. Congrats, Lowell. Well done, sir. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Take it easy, buddy. Man, Lowell Branham. I like him. Good a lot. dude. He's, he's a cool, good man. dude. That was, that was a fun interview. He's got a big, he's got a big giant jacked up badass truck, too. So oh, okay. <laughs> he gets points for that, too. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they were know. staying at the house next to us at Santee last year. And I was like, whose freaking truck is that? And they're like, oh, that's Lowell's. And I was like, all right. Okay, big pimpin'. I'll see you. You can get it more jacked up now. You got 10K oh. in the bank um all right so it's already in the bank he's probably already spent it it's giveaway time but we've got to do something real quick first Uh oh 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 man here we go the yak bracket the finals were this week in a in a barn burner hobie and old town rolled into the finals they blew out every round they were in but hobie took the win 138 to 103 that is shocking i can't believe that i thought there was going to be an upset if you want to be honest how why well because Because Texas and and Oklahoma all are in Old Towns, <laughs> the the prop gang is strong. They just didn't come out and vote. It was kind of like the twenty twenty election. People they probably got. They were probably on the way to the polls. And they got caught in some grass and couldn't get there. That's probably <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably how it went down. How, how dare you? <laughs> all right, let's let's do this giveaway. Here we go. The word of the night, y'all. If you're trying to win the Revos, we've been doing the Revos all night long or the Revo giveaway on that long. All you have to do now, if you've done the, the share and the like on YouTube, is put in this magic word. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Blue back. You thank sick, you, Johnny sick. Maddox, for bowing out of this and <laughs> let somebody else win. Yeah, it's blue back for you sick-minded individuals out there. Jeff, are you going through and checking these? I, I don't know how trustworthy of a crowd we have here. Are we? Is there a vetting process here to to check on the like and share ability of this? Uh, Tell me the truth. 
No. No. There is there is a way to do it. I have I mean I can easily go check, but I just trust our people. So listen, uh, people, make sure and help us out. All right. We're we're trying to yeah. we're trying to protect your eyes, give you clear vision to see the future of kayak fishing. It's right here on Kayak Bass Nation. Speaking of, uh I feel like Hartwell was a great place for the new shirts and koozies that we have. Uh, the F This Lake uh, pre-order is still going on. Find the post on KBN. Uh, comment your size and email. I'll be reaching out to you this week. I'm going to have a spreadsheet that I will post. That way everybody can make sure they are on it. And I'm, I may order a few extras. I'm not going to stock a pile of inventory on this. So I'm trying to make it pre-order only for these shirts. Make sure and get them in. Thank you. Yeah. Good stuff. Those seem to be popular. You know, it's always popular when it gets posted. We just need to follow through, right? I said it probably five times uh, <laughs> between Saturday and Sunday. It was uh, definitely applicable there for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be a hot seller. Chase, we got Chase working on it. I will stock the uh, the stickers, koozies, and, and flags. I'm going to do some flags. Probably not a bunch. Maybe do like 50 or so flags. Very cool. Uh, we got We've got 80 people watching, 41 entries. Okay, that's fair. So about like old town voters. Hey, that's right. We really should have won. <laughs> uh, Felt a lot more popular in my heart. <laughs> hey, number two, baby. Not bad. That's Not right. Bad. That's bad. right. Hey, speaking I, of number two, do you have that old town toilet picture? No, I don't. But think, <laughs> I want you to think about this. This is how the gap has closed, Ryan. Because if you'd have done this poll three years ago, it I don't know if old town would have made the finals, to be honest with you. I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> five years ago, for sure not. I feel like Old Town and Native were always pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Old Town just seemed, they seemed to have a lot more of a presence out West. Like Native was really involved in the Southeast here, I guess, because their proximity in North Carolina with our clubs here in Tennessee, with Vinny's Club, Queen City. Uh, they were always just really tied in. I think that helps a lot. You know, obviously that's a big part of marketing and advertising is, is who you got your eyeballs, you know, looking at you there. Yeah, good stuff. All town is going to keep coming. We'll do the yak bracket again for March Madness next year. See if we close, there you that, go. Gap, close that gap down. All right. Is that enough time, Ryan? I've got more. So. We're up at almost 90 viewers now. Oh, we're getting time. more popular here that we're closing out. Oh, no. What happened is I said that and people felt guilty about not sharing shit. So now they're going to <laughs> share and share the stream. That's right. Appreciate gotcha. y'all. Appreciate y'all. All right. Here we go. I'm going to hit it. Da, 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 da. Who's, who's it gonna be i don't know i don't know oh mr i don't know there you go Apple. oh whoa michael Kervosky. whoa whoa <laughs> what just happened there that was like when shane almost won that outback <laughs> there you go man michael uh slide my dms or send an email to kayakbashnation at gmail.com and we got you covered buddy yeah so there we go you're gonna love it you're gonna love it here we go ryan what a show we had we had a, a quick show. question uh let's see if i can find it from Elvis. He said someone had their friend's submission. Uh, friend's fish submission was denied day one. Do you know anything about that? Hand placement, fish submission denied? I, I don't know. Yeah. No. No, sorry. What, what tournament was that in? I'm assuming it's, he's talking about Hartwell because that's kind of the, the deal tonight. But what I did it say? Fine. I, it, well, it's probably lost in all the hashtags now, huh? Yeah. There it is. I got it. Uh, their friend's fish submission was denied on day one due to hand placement. What came out of that situation? Uh, I, I'm not familiar with it myself because especially bass. Now the hand placement is pretty, it's pretty, pretty open. Don't stick your 
hand under the gill plate. Don't touch the very end of the tail. Don't cover up the the eye or lips. Pretty much, I think is is kind of the the only uh, the only guidelines there now. Thankfully, it makes it a lot easier, you know, being able to hold a fish so it doesn't fly off the board. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if we can find out some more info for you next time, Elvis. He said I went back to the post and the comments got deleted. That's yeah. usually how that works out. <laughs> yeah. I'm very yeah. upset. I'm just kidding. I'm not upset. That's right. All right, man. Anything else? We we're ready to wrap it up. We're good. We're good. We will uh we'll we'll schedule some some Cali love for next week. Get a couple of those guys on here and uh talk about that native event out there. Good times. All right, man. See y'all. Later. Later.